I only have one thing to do. <laughs> I don't know why I odd before I took the sip. <laughs> we've been waiting for is here all right week four is in the books for some it's in the bag for others but no matter who you are the week's over and we're back to our regular non-live non-party atmosphere bonos fantasy football podcast joining me as always is uh, not only the commission but you know i gotta say it dude i think the best host of this podcast uh, yourself, Justin. How are you doing, buddy? I feel like that's a loaded compliment to back out your responsibility and involvement in this decade-long pod. Never, never. I just, uh, I love, I, you know, I like the way that you direct the conversation. You, you bounce, you know, questions and prompts off, off your guests. You, you keep it rolling, uh, and you don't talk too much. And I feel like that's my big problem is I talk way too effing much. But you do an excellent job, man. It was great. I love it. I, well, thank you. But it is a lot easier when there's three other people to talk. Well, I guess two other people, since every time I directed a question at Ashley, she would just say, yeah, or sure. <laughs> um, She's too busy thinking of her next like interjection of a some joke or you know, soundbot. <laughs> it, it takes a lot of energy to come up with the next bit. Um, but yeah, we had a lot of fun recording the podcast. It's a lot different atmosphere when you're recording uh, wasted at 11 o'clock rather than sober at four o'clock like I am right now. Um, but yeah, it was fun having Ryan and Jen out here. We got to watch all the games in person. Uh, I wish it had been a more exciting Sunday for us because three of us lost. Um, but yeah, it was it was fun. Either way, fun recording the podcast. But now it's uh, now it's back to business. I am curious, since I just said that, though, what season did we start recording the podcast? I'm not sure. It was the season, because um, there was that uh, preseason video I made where we had all the interviews mm-hmm. um, at your old apartment. And I th- that was the season that eventually got to the podcast. So whatever year that was. Uh, but it didn't start out that way. It was like, oh, maybe I'll take the wrap up and maybe I'll do uh, video editing. And then realize that video editing was way too, way too long. Yeah, the the oldest one that I have on the website, but I'm pretty confident that we started before this is week ten of 2014. That's still um, that's pretty old. I think we started maybe the year before that though. That's, that's season a, five. That's a pretty long time, 2014. Even if uh, that's when it began, man, that's a. Uh... I just hit play, and the first thing you said is, "If you got Matt Asiata for a dollar, man." Brings you back, brings you back. Nothing like a good waiver wire running back name from eight years ago to to really get you going. Uh, he, well, I just Asiato was like a thing a couple years ago. He had that uh, was it Dalvin Cook who's out and everyone was uh, picking him up a couple just a couple years ago. Like it was nothing. just a few years ago. The Matt Asiata experience. Yeah, who is the Matt Asiata of this season? No one knows yet. Maybe it's Chuba Howard. Uh, I, I don't know. There's uh, there's lots to talk about, but um, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad we're back to uh, you know the old format. Um, yeah, no, I'm energized. I love listening to it. It's always fun to to be a bystander, uh, but also I just uh, appreciate the craft. You guys did such a good job. I was like, man, I'm really mailing in and lately, so I need to uh, I need to do a little bit better. Channel that uh, crazy you know Oreo Mountain Dew 
taste testing party you guys had going on. Yeah, it's it's going to be hard to uh, up it, but you know we're hoping to have a few more guests on the season. If you want to be on the pod, just hit us up. Otherwise, we're going to start bothering you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we had uh, this week was I don't know I, I guess uh, a pretty wild week for some people. It, it was not for us. We're we're in the one one forty crowd. How how was your weekend watching football? Uh, it was pretty meh. Um, you know, I I will say this: two weeks ago, I was zero and two. And now I'm two and two, so I'm just gonna pretend like I got two wins and call it a day. But um, yeah, no, it was it was definitely one of those days. I think when Brett and I played a couple weeks ago, we both had a case of this where it's just like nothing's happening. You're just like waiting to to lose a slow death. Um, so it, it was it was a little bit painful, but whatever. I still I managed to eke out two wins in two weeks, so I'll take it. Yeah, it was, uh, I made a comment in chat, you know, I, I had already lost, um, you know, before the, the one o'clock games were over, which doesn't happen very often. It, it both sucked because there was really nothing to be invested in, you know, for the Sunday night or Monday night game. Uh, but it was, it was kind of nice, you know, like release me, you know, from caring about this week so I can go live my life and not, you know, have to hope for some miraculous comeback um casey you know what it it really was karma because i was just so happy when they lost to the chargers last week and it was just kind of fun seeing them come down to earth a little bit and then mahomes and tyree kill you know dumping like almost 75 points on me was uh just karma for rooting against them i guess yeah that last tyree kill touchdown it that was like it did not need to happen. I mean, it was, and again, it was one of these like Mahomes throws that only he can make. And it's just like, Oh, really dude? <laughs> you just put another like 20 points on, on Justin for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> it, it's pretty wild. You know, we have really big rosters now. And you know, one of the reasons why I think that was attractive to some of us is it, you know, you're not as susceptible to being just completely crushed by one player. You know, Jana had Derrick Henry go off week one, but, you know, it didn't matter because, you know, my, my team had like a more solid performance. And well, Aaron Jones was doing his best. Or was that week two? Really losing yeah, it. I think it was week two. Um, was doing his best impression anyway. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I got to say, looking over Matt's roster here, I mean, solid performances, you know, to really get you there. But I mean, you know, just getting crushed by two players, man, it, it doesn't feel great. Yeah, I mean, like you're you're right. If you take out those two scores, I mean, it, I, I think we're looking at a pretty uh, mundane week. It probably Megastar. still would have beat me because my team did pretty bad. But it is a yeah. bummer seeing you know guys just go ham. Yeah, it it uh, I don't know. It did feel like a weird weird week just watching like the scores uh, and, and you know different matchups go. But again, I don't know. There's something about this year that I can't like put my finger on. It just it it's a weird year of fantasy. It feels like um, so. We'll see, though. We'll see. It's it's exciting, though. I really, uh, you guys talked to a little bit, I think, on both weeks about you know the new divisional format and how you guys like it. Like, I'm definitely a huge fan of it. I think, like, you know, kind of being in these smaller divisions, uh, clustered together. I mean, you're in like a tiny cage with like three other, you know, ravenous wolves. I'm in a, <laughs> I'm in a cage with like three other like plush toys. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I guess it's a different experience, but. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's cool seeing how everything like shakes out with the divisional stuff, and it, it's like super up in the air. I mean, like we were joking about maybe like the possibility of sending uh, four teams from one division you know, to the playoffs. Uh, I, I was like, that will never happen. There's just like statistically that will never happen. But 
dear lord it's like four weeks of the season your division is like really making a run for it <laughs> i mean yeah our, our division for the books our fourth place team has pretty much the same odds of making it to the playoffs as the the two first place teams out of the other divisions according to espn yeah um obviously you know the the whole season's not gonna stay the same and we're we're gonna cannibalize each other um a little bit in the final three weeks of the season but Man, I was looking at schedule stuff today because I finally got the power system running. And this is kind of like getting out of division play. This is kind of doomsday for the rest of the league because our four teams get to go, you know, beat up on all the other uh, crappy teams. So it should be pretty interesting. Yeah. And um, I mean, looking over to, I think, Bastion of Thunder, they're definitely not as, as scary as I think as the the teams in your division. Um but uh, yeah, ESPN's liking their playoff odds. I think it's because they're all sitting at three and one, except for uh, for Martin. So yeah, it's kind of weird. Like I just realized I'm playing Jim, and it's just like I'm looking at all the opponents. It's like, yes, please, I would like to go back to my division <laughs> if I could. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to duke it out with all you guys. <laughs> yeah, there, there's some highlights. You know, if you're uh, if you're not in Bastion of Thunder, you know, you get to play some of these teams like uh, Adams, you know, or. Uh, you know, well, there's just a lot of struggling teams in Bastion of Thunder. Um, but, you know, like I said, looking at our, the four of our teams are pretty much the the easiest rated schedule for the rest of the season just because of all these uh, interdivision games before we go back. Um, but yeah, it should be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we, I don't think we had too much of, of a little pre-show. Did we get any, uh, mailbag or did everyone, um, you know, send in their very cryptic phone messages just to, to, you know, party place in Seattle. Was that you calling in about, that was uh, not me. No, Josh Allen. <laughs> no, that was not. seems like somebody was pretty upset about Josh Allen a couple weeks ago. Not I. All right. Yeah. Let's see what we got going on here. Not a lot, you know, um, you know, you guys are going to get out of the podcast, you know, a little bit, I guess, what you put into it. So if you guys, you know, enjoy Mailbag, you know, we enjoy them. We used to, you know, I'm scrolling through. We used to have a lot of like really funny ones. Um, if you guys like those, send them in. Um, but, you know, this is what this is what we got going right now. So we'll make do with it. Um, I wonder how our friend, uh, how our old friend, Hopelessly Tall, is doing this season. Yeah. So, Something tells me is a little bit more hopeless than previous seasons i don't know uh, given how hopeless they probably are i'm surprised that they're not writing in i mean maybe they're so hopeless they're writing in asking about hopelessly tall you know to try to yeah I, I don't know maybe like trigger some sort of emotional search party on our behalf like we should go seek hopelessly tall are you okay are you doing okay yeah hopelessly tall right in let us know you know we're, we're worried about you and if you have a, you know, own four start in life, you know, just know that things turn around. They always do. So hang in there. All right. And then we got one more here. Zero RB draft strategy should be renamed to, they put, they put a zero at the beginning and then an O for this part. Kind of confusing. O win <laughs> draft strategy, which I'm guessing is supposed to be zero. Zero RB draft strategy should be renamed to zero win draft strategy. I see. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know what? That's actually, I feel like a lot of people, uh, it, it, maybe in our league this season, uh, you know, we, we had a couple teams go that route and it's not panning out for them so far. I don't know though. How do you feel about the zero RB, uh, especially specifically this year? 
Um, I, you know, in years past, I would say it's, it's panned out, but man, the big waiver wire splashes this year have just, you know, Mitchell gets hurt and, you know, hasn't done anything since then. And then Chuba was the big one this week, you know, five points in, uh, you know, a starting role. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I guess it's like a victim of circumstance. I'm not really going to bad mouth zero RB, you know, had he picked up, you know, like a Mike Davis in previous years or some of those other like, you know, or if he'd even drafted like uh, Cordero Patterson, you know, that would have been a great mm-hmm. zero running back strategy. Um, it could have been going great, but yeah, just unfortunately, you know, the, the RB pickups and the handcuffs that have been happening, have not quite aligned. Um, I've been keeping, you know, quite a few handcuffs on my bench as well. And that has also not panned out for me. So yeah, kind of a, kind of a tough season for if you didn't invest in running back. Or if you're trying to, you know, fill in some injured guys. Yeah, if you got lucky, I think there's a few guys out there. You mentioned Cordero Patterson. Our boy, I'm so excited he's going off. I wish, I wish he was doing this on my team. But, uh, it, you know, it, you got him. You got some other, you know, uh, kind of like mid round draft people. Jamal Williams on the Lions. Um, yeah, there, and you know, people like Kareem Hunt. He was doing the same kind of thing last year. So I feel like if you got like the right like two people as your zero RB, then you could have done really amazing. I mean, if if Ryan had you know Butthole Surfers had you know Jamal Williams and the uh, Cordero Patterson right now, they'd be like killing it because that team would be complete. So I don't know. I, I still don't think the book is out on zero RB. I think it can be done, and more and more, I think it can be done in this in this league just because of you know, adding other positions or, or PPR and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I just, no one's hit it yet. That's all. Just haven't made it, uh, made it shine yet. Yeah. You know, we still got a lot of season left. We got the extra week. We got the small divisions. Um, you know, I, I know it's not looking great for the Adams and the surfers, but I, I definitely, I wouldn't say it's over yet. No, definitely not. Um, that's all we got for all right. Bag. No, no hotline. I mean, we're just. How are you? You know, how's Austin doing? I mean, all that mailbag heavy heavy lifting. Yeah, <laughs> just, just sweating it out here. Um, yeah, no, you know, doing all right. Uh, I, I wish I wish fantasy was like a little bit better. Like for once, I would really like to have um kind of like a team. Well, your last couple of weeks, you haven't really been this team. Like Jana is like, you know, uh, I always think of Giant Octopus, like what, 2019, two years ago or whatever. Uh, you know, Jana's riding that wave. You were early season. It's just like one day I'd love to have a fancy team that's just like dominating and I don't have to do these <laughs> like week to week tear jerking tooth and nail victories or correction wins. It's it's a little hard on the heart after a while. So uh but hanging in there you can't complain i guess with the two and two record after four weeks i don't know it's yeah i mean it's tough i i think you know what always what always just kind of burns me the most is just not doing well in the 10 a.m slate i think all of us just sit down we're all excited about football you might not even have a lot of guys going but you know it's just it's really really nice to get you know some scores or some action to kind of set the tone for the day um, I find this is true this weekend, you know, if the 10 a.m. slate doesn't go well, I usually just walk away from the TV, go get some other stuff done. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, you can also get psyched out though. The the week before that, I had two players score touchdowns, uh, including Chester Rogers. So I felt like a genius. I was like, dude, the, this is it's go time, and I ended up losing. So <laughs> you did have a hot start much, that week. It, it was exciting though. <laughs> yeah, I remember that week. I was like, oh, dude, Justin's gonna put up another like two hundred burger. <laughs> It yeah, hasn't been be. the case. Back to back, uh, 148, 147. So you know, I think we're all feeling the. Uh, I'm trying to look what we got going on here. Jana's skewing the numbers a little bit. You know, we had 172 average across the league for week one, then 171 with a lot. You know, uh, a lot more teams near the bottom. Uh, 159, pretty big drop off in week three. Uh, this week back up at 169, uh, but again buoyed mostly by Janice stats because we had one, two, three, four, five teams all score under under 152 points. So, ouch. Yeah, the score is the scores are dipping. We've got injuries and we got bye weeks. Um, so I think I think we're gonna see you know even bigger dips in the stores in the scores across the next couple of weeks before we start to see them climb back out. Um, as we, we get to the thing. So if you're feeling down now, just know that it's probably going to get worse. It's definitely going to get worse. Everything only gets worse. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually just kind of looking at the the standings right now. Um, we didn't have, you just got power, like your power bot going, right? You didn't get um, any of the other crazy uh, computer simulations running yet? Uh, I did run the um, playoff machine today. Ooh, which, you know, it's kind of early in the season for this, um, you know, but I just kind of wanted to compare it to the ESPN one. Um, I do like it, though. You know, I feel like it tells me a lot about the schedule and the, um, you know, the divisions and stuff. Like, because of their lead in the division and because of the schedule, uh, Shenanahads are actually, you know, favored a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're one of the teams that I was kind of surprised by. Same with Boomers, you know, being on top of the division, um, you know, even though the divisions are smaller, that that's going to help a lot if you can kind of keep that edge on your competitors, but you know, still early, everybody's still in it. Um, you know, the, the worst teams being three games out, that's not insurmountable at all. Yeah, um, for sure. but I mean, you're, you're talking about looking at the standings though, man, the comparing Janice's uh, total points to Martin's that's just, I don't, I don't know that we've ever seen such a big gap. So for everyone who hasn't checked Jenna has 104 points total on the season, right? So we're four weeks in, 200 points a week. That's crazy. I have the next highest all the way down at 730 points. So 70 point drop off. A lot of teams clustered around there. Martin is all the way down at 557 points. So almost a 250 point difference from the number one team to the number 12 team. Oh, it does not feel good, uh, especially looking at not too many spots above Martin as me, um, who's... It, under 200 below what Jana's scoring, but it's, yeah, dude, to be four weeks in and have a couple teams on that, like 200 point cusp is, ugh, it's brutal. It's brutal. And actually it's funny too, cause I wasn't really like tracking total points scored. Um, I wasn't really like looking at this view on the standings page last couple weeks, but like after week one, you know, you had the big week. Um, I think actually after week two, you know, you, you were up top and you were, you know, you had this nice like margin, it's crazy to see that not only did uh, you know Janice's team pass you up, but I, I mean she's just got seventy five points on you, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, the, I, I definitely dipped a lot, but just maintaining those two hundred points a week for three straight weeks—I mean, that'll do a lot. Yeah. She's 
um, 77% chance or 77% wins against the field right now. So she had the top score this week. She had the second top score the two weeks before that. I mean, just really, really dominating right now. Well, the, um, you know, we used to say that there was a, not necessarily beginner's luck, but there's a little bit of a, you know, good juju for new members of the league. And that kind of like faded away over the past couple of years, but maybe, uh, maybe it's not fading away. It's just matured a bit. It takes, uh, you know, you got to do two or three years and then you start popping off. Maybe that's, yeah, I mean, find, yeah, find your footing and then you're ready to, uh, you know, you're ready to take off. Yeah. But it is definitely cool. I mean, like, uh, I mean, we'll talk about your team. You're still up there, even though you're, uh, you've had a rough couple of weeks, but, um, so, I mean, it's not new to see Octo up there, but I do, I love seeing some of these names up here, like Narwhals, Nibelonians, Shenanahads, you know, some, some really, and they're like, these are some power teams too. When you look at the rosters, they actually kind of, kind of scare you more than just like, oh, they, they got lucky this week. Like, I mean, when you look at, you know, some of these rosters up top, you're just like, or at least compare when I'm comparing it to my crappy team. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, okay, well, it's not just a skill battle anymore. I'm going to actually need some like miracles to start happening here. Um, but it, it's good for the league. I don't know. It's interesting. I like seeing a, you know, new team start to succeed. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely uh, interesting seeing, you know, where all the teams are landing now versus the, the preseason or race perceptions and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, looking at the points leaders right here, we have the number three team in points, the Nablonians, uh, and the number four team, the Shenanads. They were our matchup of the week. And, uh, you know, Lucinda did an okay job scoring here. Um, Jim, you know, I think got a little bit higher towards the ceiling here. And I'm, I'm trying to remember, but I think this game got away from Lucinda pretty quick, right? Um, I wasn't tracking this one till like the end. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not quite sure on this one, actually. Yeah, but, you know, Jim uh, making maybe more moves than we've seen in previous seasons. We kind of made fun of his bench on last week's pod. And, you know, he uh, he moved some players around, including uh, picking up and starting Dawson Knox. who got 18 points for him. Um, I'm sure he's pretty stoked about that. And, you know, his IDP, I think, you know, we were talking a lot about them being one of the, the higher rated units coming into the season. I don't think that they've like maybe performed where, you know, he wants them to, but I would definitely say he's uh, on the higher end as far as IDP scoring goes. And, you know, this week as well. Ooh, we were, if we talked uh, bad about Jim's bench, then we owe an apology, official bonus podcast apology to Jim's bench because his bench is smoking hot right now <laughs> i'm seeing i'm seeing multiple starting wide receivers in my lineup from there so yeah um, definitely not the whole bench uh, just some of the pieces man who could it be you got some strong opinions about somebody you, you burned on a uh, gas man miles gaskin well i don't know i mean we t- who was he who was he ross he was rostering john brown who got oh, picked right. up by the giants and then had a decent performance so <laughs> i guess yeah. we were ripping on him a little bit too hard <laughs> Um, but yeah, did we have anything else? Uh, I guess, uh, that was our matchup of the week. Did we, but we didn't go officially into it, right? Oh, we're official in it. Oh man, dude, I missed the boat. Well then let's talk about Nibelonians, which is another one of my, um, you know, favorite oh, teams We're talking right about them. Are we? I thought we were talking about shenanigans, but I'm switching over. Um, so Lucinda for me, her, the strength of her team has always been, at least for the season, the running backs, um, you know, when I was trying to, to fish out some of my, uh, 
you know, my bench running back, see what I could get back. I was like, oh, I'll go try to trade it with Lucinda. Let's see what she's got. And it's like, no, we've got uh, some big names here. This was a couple weeks ago. And, um, you know, we've had some kind of on and off performances from from these guys. Antonio Gibson um, had a bounce back, you know, week. Uh, Clyde's Edward Allaire had a bounce back week, uh, scored a touchdown. But uh, I don't know if you're Lucinda and you got these young running backs and are kind of uh, doing what they're doing so far. Do you feel good? Do you feel like it's going to improve as the season goes along? Should she be shopping? Where do you feel? Yeah, you know, uh, when she beat me, I was kind of seeing how these guys were underperforming. You know, uh, it, it's really it's so funny to me that she drafted Gibson and Allaire because it kind of reminds me of the same thing. They both were like really highly touted. And they both have been kind of underperforming, but it kind of seems like they're both getting warmed up. Um, I, you know, I would take these, you know, floor games, 10, 15 points, knowing that they are just getting better and better. I mean, I'd be really happy about this crew, including Swift, who's, you know, getting a lot of usage and stuff too. You know, she's mostly let down by her wide receiver group who we've seen do better things. You know, I don't think you can expect crazy points out of them every week, but, you know, getting four points out of Marvin Jones and two out of CD lamb. And then, you know, the, the man Cooper cup only getting nine points. So yeah, just enough to kind of fall through the cracks. I mean, she would have beaten quite a few other teams this week. Uh, just had the unfortunate luck of going up against Jim, but yeah, I mean, I, I would take this as kind of like a floor game from uh, Nibblonians and expect uh, another big score going into week five, like they did in uh, week three when they scored, 207 yeah for sure and if if your floor game is uh you know pretty much 168 points i think you're doing all right um she's got some good options you know on her bench as well you know good running back uh, kind of depth there um i mean maybe not the handcuff is the wrong term i think these days because you know i think what, what we think is a handcuff isn't so much anymore but you know you got these kind of like secondary running backs who you know get value on their on their own um, I don't know what to make of this Tony Pollard Zeke situation, but I haven't watched the Cowboys a lot. Do you know where have you watched any of it? Are you in on this? Uh, a little bit, you know, mostly because I'm bitter about not having uh, Pollard <laughs> when I rostered him for, you know, two or three years. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I don't know if it, it might've been to just get him motivated because, you know, he was looking pretty dead after the first two weeks and, you know, they give Pollard a bunch of touches. Pollard looks great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Zeke is coming back. He's warming up. He looks, you know, he looks pretty good. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect out of Pollard like the rest of the season. Uh, but I think Zeke, you know, we, we saw the same thing from Barkley. Um, you know, both of those guys kind of coming back to form this week and hopefully looking pretty good for the rest of the season for everybody who has them rostered. Yeah, for sure. Well, either way, match of the week. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at two scary teams. I think... You know these. I, I've put pretty good odds on both Lucinda and Jim to make the playoffs. If uh, squads like this, um, it's going to take you far. You know, because like you mentioned, high high scoring floor games always good. Um, so yeah, is that it before power rankings? Did you have anything else? Um, I don't have anything else aside from noting that Jim is the number two IDP team after who's number one. Boomers, the boomers, yeah, had to do. Oh my goodness! Like speaking of the boomers, I mean in IDP, um, I mean the game was like kind of close back and forth, you know, for most of the morning, and it was like late in the morning games. 
Um, that's when like Trayvon Diggs got like both those interceptions and like two others IDPs went from like six points to 20 points, like just like that. And, and it was, it was so quick how literally his defense just started like winning the game, but it was kind of cool. Cause it was almost like a narrative. Like I was telling myself, I was like, Oh dude, there dude, Andrew's defense came up, you know, in the fourth quarter, they shut us down. <laughs> like we're going to do it. Going to get that win off. But it was just like watching it in real time. Just oh man, it's like the power of a strong defense now with the expanded rosters is it's it's real. Yep, it's uh, it's coming alive. It definitely seems like you can kind of you know build your team around that. Um, I don't think I I thought we might see a team that just like you know didn't punt offense but kind of diverted a lot of their funds into the defensive positions. And I know that there's definitely some teams that spent more on defense than others, but maybe to you know not to that extent, but. Yeah, you know, as we keep going forward, I'm I'm excited to see a team who's yeah, maybe they're streaming guy streaming offensive dudes and they have some questionable starters, but you know, they know that they can expect, you know, 100, 150 points out of their IDP. Yeah, for sure. Um so yeah, let's uh, get into the power rankings. Should we do from the bottom since it's so popular? I uh, I was on the fence about it, but people seem to just love the bottom. So yeah, we'll kick. Why don't we there. do this? Actually, no, we're gonna do something off script. We're gonna do standings. We're gonna let's do a, a quarter of the season divisional, uh, not a breakdown, but um, rankings within. And uh, let's start. I think we can get a lot of the top teams out pretty quick here. Why don't we start with your division? Um, so we got right. rest. This is Sleeper's Tomb, so we got Rusty Narwhals, Mega Shark, Giant Octopus, Nibblonians. And let's start at the top. I think we all know this one. Uh, the top of our division? A top of, well, this, sorry, top of the power so rankings. So I got to go through the power rankings with only the teams from Sleeper's from your, Tomb. Yes, exactly. We're going to see where you guys nest. And this then, is some uh, real improvisation, yeah. as I know Austin loves so much. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go along with it because I'm a, I'm a good team player. Yes, and in. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you know, sitting number two in the division uh, with a really unlucky, uh, you know, week two win, the uh, Rusty Narwhals moving up uh, one spot from two to one. Yeah. Uh, so what's the one thing about Janice's team? You know, we've already talked about them a bit. What's the one thing that uh, we haven't talked about that you think is, you know, the biggest factor for the Narwhals so far this year? Uh, it's crazy because, uh, I think a big part of it was, uh, you know, Tom Brady, like overperforming, uh, he came, you know, he finally came back down to earth a little bit last week with 11 points, but, um, you know, didn't matter. Uh, Derrick Henry, uh, having, you know, maybe a ho-hum Derrick Henry day with only 25 points, uh, 40 goddamn points out of Cordell Patterson. You know, I like if I showed you these guys like preseason and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, she's going to get 13 points out of Jacoby Meyer, 40 points out of Cordell Patterson, 17 points out of Hunter Renfro. I mean, this sounds like, you know, when you make up those like, what if you had the best guy from the waiver wire every week teams? <laughs> but, you know, Jana's savvy enough to pick up these guys and know when to start them and just really kicking ass and you know not to say her idp is bad but i mean she pretty much had floor games for most of these guys uh you know this the score could have run up even higher or you know maybe on weeks when her her offense isn't doing as much she's gonna get you know big idp days um the only thing you know a comment she didn't start him uh, because of the or oh no 
she pulled him out now. Uh, David Montgomery with the injury, I guess, mm-hmm. is kind of the biggest uh, red flag right now as far as future success. Um, but, you know, Cordell Patterson's filling a pretty big hole, um, but, you know, looking a little thinner running back. Yeah, four to five weeks, I think, for uh, Montgomery. Biggest uh, name for me here is DJ Moore, um, kind of quietly the wide receiver four in our league. The Panthers are legit. Like Sam Darnold is actually like a good quarterback. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. looked like he looked really comfortable. Yeah. He looked like he was kicking ass. I watched him uh, on the post game interview a couple weeks ago and they just, they just kept wanting to ask him about Adam Gase and the jets. And he was like, please stop talking to me about that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, you got to get over, but I mean, DJ Moore is one of these guys that like, I don't feel like people talk about him a lot, but I think like he'll never, he'll never pass a name like Diggs or Adam, sorry, not Diggs, uh, Ty- Tyreek Hill or Adams, you know, up at those like top, but I have a feeling like DJ Moore is going to be the top five wide receiver by the end of the year. Um, yeah. I mean, number, number four right I now, I mean, 13 points, uh, 18 points, 16 points, 30 points. Um, yeah. I don't know. He looks yeah. pretty incredible. Yeah. So uh, we'll have to watch that, but Janice team looks great. Um, and I, I think just if, to make it official, just to say it, uh, this podcast has always been a place of love and admiration for Cordero Patterson. So um, I think from both uh, Justin and I, uh, Cordero, we, uh, this, we, we're, we're rooting for you, man, even if it's against our fantasy teams. Yeah, absolutely. Keep, keep going out there and kicking ass. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the next one on this list uh, is another team we talked about uh, at number two in the power rankings. Uh, but in the division, all the way down at the bottom, <laughs> even with ESPN's highest playoff per- percentage, it's the Nimblonians and Lucinda. What's the one thing uh, we haven't talked about Lucinda's team that that kind of stands out to you? Um, you know, I I guess kind of just uh, some parts of her lineup. I think she's been making like good decisions so far. It seems like some of these decisions are going to be getting a little bit tougher, though. You know, like Connor seems like he's starting to heat up. You know, so who are you going to start? You know, Swift or Connor? And then, um, uh, you know, I guess not just that, but, you know, guys like Pollard, who you asked about earlier, Naheen Hines. So not not like a big, big problem and a good problem to have, especially as, you know, we're jumping around and we see a lot of teams that don't have a, a lot of good um, running backs. But, yeah, I think figuring out those flex spots going forward could be kind of a challenge. I, I think this is something that your teams uh, suffer from a lot, is you have a lot of guys kind of in the same tier and trying to figure out, you know, which one or two you need to get into your flexes uh, becomes kind of uh, difficult from week to week. Well, it's a little more complicated than that, but whatever. Um, no, I agree. I, I, I know what you're saying. Um, I, I think for me, like, biggest thing that stands out, I mean, we are talking a little bit, you know, about some of the bench players, James Conner, Tony Pollard, some of these running backs. Uh, she has her fourth wide receiver is Elijah Moore, who's on IR right now. Um, so, you know, she's got great depth. She's got great starters. Um, but, you know, if something happens to one of these wide receivers, then, you know, where's she going to go? Where's she going to pivot to? Hey, you know what? I'm just I'm just putting it out there since we already talked about this other team. Jim's team has a bench full of wide receiver. You guys are trade partners meant to be. So Nibblonians, Shenanahans, hook up some bench depth trades. Uh, those are Justin and I's like favorite trades, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely need to get it going. Yeah, but I think um right now, I mean if you're if you're judging based on starters, I mean Nibblonians are pretty high up there on my list as far as uh scary scary teams so so we'll see 
Yep, and moving down two spaces from number one to number three, it's my team, Giant Octopus. Uh, you know, highest score and bonus history in week two, and then just two, just really bummer. You know, back to back performances. Yeah, you are uh, three in the power rankings, three in sleepers team division. Um, but I think overall, you have to be feeling pretty good, at least, uh, you know, to have a good start, to have good point space for the tiebreakers. Divisional woes, that kind of sucks. You're uh, in the cage with the Wolves, as we mentioned. But, I mean, I, sense of optimism? Do you feel like, uh, you know, you got a fighting chance here? Do you, do you feel like uh, you have something to prove that you're still, uh, you know, all these all these up newcomers, they're just uh, usurpers, you're still the champ? Uh, yeah, I don't know about the second half of that comment, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I'm hanging in there, you know, making some, uh, you know, IDP tweaks, uh, trying to make sure I'm getting the most amount of points I can there. Um, I think Higgins is going to play this week, so that would definitely help a lot because I at no point ever in my mind did I think I'd be starting Chester Rogers in back-to-back weeks. But, uh, you know, the, I, I, the kind of frustrating thing about my team this season is uh, each guy on my team is kind of really game script dependent. Um, you know, Aaron Jones, you know, losing work because, you know, they're, they're winning, you know, and Kyler Murray not needing to throw a lot because, you know, they're doing so well in that game. And, you know, that kind of uh, impacts uh, Rondale Moore as well. So and Tyler Lockett, I think this has been a critique of him for a long time is that he's kind of boomer bust. So you're going to you, you know, you're going to start all these guys every week. I'm definitely not complaining about that part, but um it just kind of sucks when you see Arizona like winning so much that you're like, well, now my guy's not going to get any points. <laughs> yeah, for sure. On, on the Tyler Lockett, I mean, just a quick aside. Uh, my mom drafted him in our, our family league this year. She's very excited. She's, you know, she loves Tyler Lockett, but I warned her after the draft, I was like, he's boomer bust. My mom never heard of this before. So I just told her what that is she's like no he's gonna score a ton every game and i was like all right you'll wait and see first two weeks great she's love oh i love tyler lockett where can i buy a jersey and then like after week three she was so she sent me these like angry texts i was like dude this is what i told you tyler lockett will get you four touchdowns in one game and then he'll do nothing for two weeks um so hopefully for you you know it comes back to maybe a touchdown touchdown scoring tyler lockett but um that's what you sign up for um yeah your team looks pretty strong are you worried about you know we've been talking about benches are you worried about your uh a depth there um aside from wide receiver you mentioned but uh i mean how you feeling you know you got joe mixon banged up all your bangles are just hurting dude yeah it's tough and we you know we talk a lot about some of the other teams and you know trying to get their running back situation together or picking up guys off the waiver wire and stuff Thankfully, I haven't had to do a lot of that so far. But yeah, I mean, the bench, you kind of draft guys and you say like, oh, I hope this guy will be, you know, like a backup in case I need to start or a bye week fill in or a handcuff. And, you know, most of my guys just haven't really panned out that that much so far. So I wouldn't really be comfortable starting most of them. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that some of them, you know, kind of start to pick up steam, you know, not, not just for injury replacements, but you know, that's also where you can get a lot of trade value is having a guy on your bench, you know, or trying to get a two for one to upgrade a position stuff like that. So yeah, I haven't really struck gold with any of my bench guys yet, but I'm hoping to keep moving some stuff around and, you know, grabbing some more starters before we head into uh, bye weeks. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, I mean, Kyler has been good to you so far. Uh, he's spreading the ball around, uh, much to grin to uh, 
Ryan's DeAndre Hopkins, but um, you know, so you've seen the good and bad with Rondale Morgan, you know, his share and not, but uh, I don't know, strong roster, you know, I, I think uh, I think you're gonna do all right even in the cage of wolves. Um, last team in uh, Sleeper's Tomb, all the way down at number eight in the power rankings, uh, where they were last week, Mega Shark. Yet, um, I mean, I'm looking at the standings right now. <laughs> I see Mega Shark on top. What's going on here? Yeah, I mean, really, really big week. You know, strong showing. Like we mentioned earlier, a little bit off the back of uh, KC players, but you know, nothing wrong with that. However, you get those points, and KC is one of those teams where they can do that literally every single week. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of surprised. I'm jumping over trying to see where I put Mega Shark right here um because you know such a low ranking but yeah i'm looking across it looks like pretty much every single uh, voter put them you know around that spot seven eight nine um i I guess i'm kind of questioning that ranking myself looking at matt's team um it it obviously looks really solid you know there's a couple questionable uh spots you know maybe not the best uh, strong running back core or anything but you know they're definitely getting it done and that's all you really need when you have you know maybe more of like a stars and scrubs approach especially with some guys who may even you know start to turn it on a little bit more as the season goes on like uh, keenan allen yeah for sure i mean matt's uh, you know aside from ryan is the other team that kind of went zero rb um and you know when you get two rbs even if they're not reliable um you know a couple rbs are from good like offenses you know he's got zach moss from the bills you got the the bucks in there um just kind of investing in you know the team in general and hoping that your team your guy gets a share um you know if they're putting up weeks like they did where you know getting 12 points 15 points hey you'll take that but um you know a team like this really needs you know you can't be relying on a tyree kill 42 point game that happens once a year so this one's over uh, but you definitely need, you know, your, when you have a stars and scrubs like this, you need your stars to show up. So, uh, have you been watching a lot of the chargers games? I know, um, Mike Williams going nuts right now. Uh, what's up with Keenan? I, yeah. And I kind of wonder if it's one of those things where like, I, I know that they, they changed, uh, Mike Williams role this season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they were using as kind of like a deep threat, they brought him in closer, uh, which is usually where Keenan Allen gets a lot of his work as well. So I'm kind of wondering if it's just one of those things where people were, you know, spending so much time paying attention to Keenan and not really respecting Mike Williams. Uh, and that'll kind of shift as the season goes on. Um, or, you know, maybe they continue to sell out for Keenan and Mike Williams just continues to, you know, have huge scores all season. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Well, Matt's team, I think, has, you know, boomer bust is is like the name of the game here so it's done he's done pretty well so far three and one it's a tough division he gets an easier schedule um you know playing the rest of us uh, the rest of us jabronis so um you know he could come back to a back to divisional play to you play you guys and you know have nine nine wins nine and one we'll see uh but still power rankings very tough it's a tough crowd so matt down at eight in power uh why don't we swap over we talked about bastion of thunder let's let's hit that division uh, real quick and at the top of it uh, in both uh, the divisional lead uh, and number four at power rankings is uh, the shenanigans we talked about them before what stands out to you what stands out to me is that the shenanigans you know did what mega shark did but they're getting a lot more respect i guess in what way elaborate man and did what i mean Zero they RB? came away with the win no the 194 points they're sitting right. on top of their division 
Um, so, you know, shame on you voters, including me. Um, yeah, you know, I, Jim's team though, looking up and down the roster, definitely a lot more well-balanced, um, you know, good, good wide receiver group, uh, Najee Harris, uh, you know, like efficiency might not be there, but volume is, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> alongside Nick Chubb. And we've seen this in past seasons too, where Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are, you know, maybe doing more of an even split type thing. And that can shift, you know, from game to game or, you know, Hunt goes down or something. So I think, you know, Chubb's sitting at number eight right now. And I really, really feel like this is his floor. We could be seeing a lot more Nick Chubb down the stretch. So I'll be interested to see that. But yeah, I mean, overall, I think, I think, Jim has a, a, a real solid roster. We talked about his, his bench earlier. I don't know. I'm having a hard time finding any, any faults with the, the Shenanah heads here. Yeah. I, th- I think Shenanah heads are uh, built to last and uh, you, this podcast loves some Chubb. We love Nick Chubb. So um, definitely, you know, think good, good things are coming there, but um, yeah, I don't know. You know, you're sitting at top of the division at three and one. Uh, you, you got a pretty powerful team, a good bench, um, you know, you think that life is good yet. You're looking at the rest of the division and you got two other people who are three and one, uh, right at your heels. Uh, let's look ahead two or three weeks for Jim's team. Do you think he's still at the top of this division? Uh, I mean, looking at where the teams are right now. Yeah. I think he has a, a real good shot. You know, Eric is coming a little bit alive. Uh, Ashley is kind of battling off injuries left and right. Um, so I think there's a lot of question marks on her team, but yeah, I, I mean, when I look at this division, I mean, that, that makes the most sense to me to, to see Shenanah heads on top. Yeah, for sure. Um, next in this list, uh, we actually go down to Ashley and the shitty sources, uh, who are third in Bastion of Thunder, but with the three and one record, um, Ashley should be happy about that. Uh, in the power ranking, she's uh, right in the middle, seven. That's where she was last week. Uh, did your opinion from last week, you know, change about Ashley's team? How you feeling? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm getting all prepped to talk about TGIF here, and Austin's just throwing me a lot of curveballs. <laughs> it's, it's oh just... crap! Oh, I missed TGIF. Oh my goodness. That's great wow. though. You know, we got, we got, uh, yeah, shitty services, no movement. Um, she, you know, had a, a, a nice bounce back game, um, against the bunnies. Um, you know, I, I was talking about the injuries and stuff, she, a lot of, you know, questionable players in her team, but, you know, like some of the other managers, she's, you know, making it work where she has to, she made the move for uh, Jamar Chase, which is, it looked like maybe it wasn't that great of a move. Now it's looking like a great move, you know, kind of going back and forth. But, you know, being able to start guys like Braxton Berrios and Khalif Raymond and pull out almost 30 points from the two of them. And then uh, it looks like, you know, Daryl Henderson, you know, a, kind of a panned pick. And then it looked like a great pick week one and then a bad week pick two. Um, but, you know, looking like a solid pick again. And then, um, yeah, doing reasonably well with IDP. She lost Jabril Peppers kind of at the beginning of that game. So I don't know. Ashley's team is a big wild card to me. She's been doing a lot of like end of the roster churning. And uh, yeah, I'm interested to see who she picks up this week. And yeah, she's know, not go from if, there. If this is not the most injured team or, you know, it's got to be the second one. So, you know, dealing with injuries all year. Um, but yeah, still hanging in there like solid. I mean, I agree with everything you said there. Also, like Saquon, um, did you see his uh, touchdown run like that? The actual clip of it? Like oh, how yeah. he was, oh dude, man! Like 
I was just like, oh, sick, oh, man. Like, I love how pumped you are there. Uh, the Joe Burrow, yeah, Jamar Chase stack uh, could be super underrated. Time will tell. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely some holes. Bazinga. In, I, I, I can see where people worry about Ashley's team. Um, but, you know, if you get a uh, four-point game out of your star tight end, Travis Kelsey, and you still put up 175-plus, I think you're all right. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, you know, J- Jim, we talked about his team, definitely my favorite in that division, but uh, Ashley, I think, dark horse coming back. Um, yeah, Ashley, uh, you know, one of the funny things that I kind of want to point out, across the league, I think most of us are doing reasonably well at quarterback. Um, Ryan might be the the lone exception who's kind of down there with shitty sources, uh, but she's averaging 12 points out of her quarterback, whereas the rest of the league is averaging, you know, between 20 and 22 um, so the Joe Burrow stack is nice, but yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if she needs to shake it up at some point. Um, and on the flip side, like you said, Kelsey, I mean, she's, you know, averaging 17 points for a lot of, you know, if we're lucky, some of us are at 11, 10, you know, and a lot of us are down at like five and six points. So <laughs> yeah, pretty wild. Uh, yep. Uh, so the person I skipped, cause I got, obviously if I'm going to pull a, you know, a, a, a 180 on you, I should color code these things. Um, is actually TGIF, uh, number five in the power rankings, so pretty high up there. Um, yeah, moving up one spot. Yeah, yeah. So challenging Jim uh, in second place there in the division with the three and one record. Uh, what, what do you think about Eric's team? Yeah, you know the the week one we're like, wow, you know Eric, he really needs to get it together. Uh, week two, you know he he takes the L to Martin, so we think. Uh, he ends up getting the stat corrections rolling over in his favor, comes away with a win. Um, and then, yeah, dropping 187 last week, 170 this week. Uh, you know, I think this is probably more about what we expected out of Eric's team. Um, there's just still a lot of question marks around these guys. You know, Calvin Ridley, the Falcons are just looking god-awful. Uh, Allen Robinson, you know, same thing. Bears are just looking god-awful. Uh, Zeke and James Robinson started out pretty bad, but they seem to fall into that group of, uh, you know, running backs who are starting to get it together. And, you know, right now Zeke's ranked four, James Robinson's ranked uh, seventh. So, you know, if they keep that up, I mean, and, and along with Mike Williams who we were talking about earlier, um, yeah, I mean, I think Eric has a, a really, really solid team that could, you know, keep it going along with the, uh, you know, I guess a, a sleeper dark horse pick for me, not even on my radar, Jalen Hurts, who's really, you know, bringing it home for TGIF. Uh, I'm becoming a Jalen Hurts fan just because he's attached to the other end of those beautiful, beautiful long passes to my boy, Devonta Smith. Um, yeah, it, it, we were talking a little bit earlier about kind of, you know, having maybe like these mediocre running backs on good offenses how bad is it to have star players on bad offenses like Calvin Ridley and out and uh, Allen Robinson and just watch them like totally underperform for really nothing that they can do anything about just because that team or that coach sucks so bad. Yeah. It's, it's wild to me. And I, part of it is, you know, when like, you know, if Zeke doesn't do well, right. Everybody's like pitchforks, like what's going on with Zeke, whatever. And man, I mean, I feel like the wide receivers are just as volatile or just as prone to being busts, you know, as the, as the running backs. But for some reason, there's just not as much noise. And yeah, guys like Calvin Ridley or Allen Robinson, like, I don't know how things are going to get better. Um, we don't, uh, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but Matt, to me, like Blake Bortles represents kind of like the end of an era 
where you could be a bad quarterback, but there was just so much like fantasy value in garbage time. And I, I just feel like there hasn't been a lot of that in definitely in this season and maybe not in last season either where guys, you know, these guys are studs. So, you know, it's not like they're bad receivers, but even if their teams were really bad, they could rack up, you know, a bunch of points in the fourth quarter or something, but I just have not seen that at all this season. Yeah, it definitely feels like the bad are really bad. Maybe it's because, you know, uh, I guess if we're getting super meta about football, you know, there's all this new uh, new offensive theory and all these like hot new young, like offensive minded coaches that are coming in. And maybe it's just one of these things where it's like, you know, bad defenses can't really survive anymore because they can't, you know, adapt to whatever. But um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's ugly for sure. I didn't think. You know, it's not like I'm huge Matt Ryan and Falcons fan, but I thought the Falcons would not look as trash heap as this. I thought, I mean, I if you're asking what I was talking about, DJ Moore earlier about him being you know top five wide receiver. If you're talking about like who I would have hyped up pre-draft, aside from my boy Diggs, it'd be Calvin Ridley, and it, it's just like woo. Oh. So I hope that, and I, Eric hopes that, you know, we're not wrong on him. You know, it's just like a rough start that they bounce back. And if, and if both of these guys do bounce back um, and Mike Williams, this is like the legit season for him. Adam Thielen still not going away. We're already treating him like an old white dude and like drafting him with like, (laughs) like super low. Uh, But yeah, Eric seems pretty stacked. So, I mean, he's sitting here at number five in the power rankings. He could, he could be one of these dark horse, like league wide teams that like make a really big push to the playoffs. Yeah, no, you're definitely right. I mean, his team's doing well. And if your worst players are Calvin Ridley and Allen Robinson, then, yeah. you know, the, the sky's says, the limit. Yeah. <laughs> that says a lot. Um, I also, I mean, his defense is, is solid too, just not maybe um, getting the performance last week out of him. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a solid team. It's a solid team. So I think uh, good things are coming for, uh, for Eric's team. Uh, last in everything... Uh, in this division, Bastion of Thunder, the uh, the namesake uh, Adam uh, Springfield Adams, own four start, bottom of the b- division, and uh, once again bottom of the uh, power rankings. Uh, does Martin is Martin a comeback story? Is he going to have one of these stories at the end of this year where he's like, I started going four, and, I, and then I made the playoffs? Do you see that happening? Uh, every year, it's how quickly will the Adams end up ranked twelfth in our league? Um, and you know, we're all, you know, I think, or, you know, some of us are optimistic that, you know, the Adams are going to hang in there. We've seen it happen in the past. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. You know, he, he's definitely got some great pieces here. Um, I don't, you know, there's definitely some guys not panning out as well, like having Deontay Johnson and Juju. I mean, that's just not great with how Pittsburgh's looked. But, you know, he's got Debo Samuel, number three, you know, wide receiver right now. Kareem Hunt, who's killing it. Um, but, you know, just not getting production out of certain areas. I think he started, um, you know, Tunyon the weeks where he didn't have Gronk, and that hasn't panned out at all. Um, so I don't know. You know, maybe it was just a, a rough couple of weeks. He just, you know, unlucky hand. He's he's definitely got some – he's got a lot of dudes on the bench can maybe make this this happen for him so i think this week will be uh, kind of the deciding factor but unfortunately he kind of you know stacked the deck against himself with his division and now he's sitting at the bottom of it which to me is the, the toughest fourth place because um you know every other team sitting three and one that's going to be a lot tougher 
Yeah, definitely uh, a rough spot for him as far as divisions go. But, you know, maybe at least opponent wise, not as bad as being in the death division like you are. Um, I don't know, like Martin's team, like looking at the roster to think of a power rank. I know Owen Force says a lot, but uh, there's a little bit of manager bias in there, I think, because this team is actually pretty stacked. And I think to me, the biggest standout and this is this. I want to root for the, I root for this guy so much, but like this hurts so bad is Debo Samuel because like I should he should be on my team right now. I don't I don't understand how I walked away in the draft and didn't get him. I was so high on him, but he is so awesome. Even when he he's playing against the Seahawks, leave wide open for like eighty yard touchdowns. Um, but he's you know you mentioned Hunt earlier, the number six running back on the year. He's got some like really good performers and kind of a solid team. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I, I definitely think that he, you know he did well in the draft with uh, some of the value guys that he picked up. But yeah, I think he needs to you know kind of do some shuffling, maybe some trades. He's got a ton of wide receivers. There's no reason he needs to be running the, the Steelers out there every week. So yeah, we'll we'll see how uh, what Martin does this week, and uh, yeah, maybe there's still room for a bounce back. All right, let's move on to the last division, the best division, but not because we're good at fantasy football this year. Uh, just because we're awesome and that's the ocean of tears um and at number six in our power rankings top of the division the uh person i lost to andrew and his boomers um yeah sitting pretty at one of our three and one teams and leading the division pretty good playoff odds from uh, espn what do you think about andrew's team uh, I think that they were completely disrespected by the uh the the voters you know, come away with a win. They're sitting, you know, not top, top of points, but, you know, doing pretty well, given everything else, uh, top of the division, and they move down from fourth to sixth. Um, I, I don't understand it. I'll put them at fourth. Um, you know, uh, Andrew's mentioned a lot of times that IDP is kind of carrying him. And, I mean, when you go out and draft, you know, Darius Leonard, Rokon Smith, you know, Shaq Barrett, Trayvon Dix, who's, I guess, going to get an interception every week until the season's mm-hmm. over. Yeah, both um, Diggs bro, bros get one reception each each week at least. Yeah, you know, I mean, he, you know, yeah, those guys kick ass, man. You're crushing it. And, you know, this is a team that's not a slouch on the other parts too. I mean, he's got Austin Eckler and Dalvin Cook, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there's definitely, you know, some parts that are more questionable than others. You know, Cole Beasley, Josh Jacobs, who keeps getting hurt. Um, but, you know, he's got enough wiggle room with uh, IDP doing so well that, you know, he can kind of afford to have those injuries or, you know, maybe shuffling around some of the, the flex uh, spots and stuff like that. Yeah, I think uh, wide receiver is probably like the one hole um, really in his team, but his defense is super awesome and putting up just a ton of points each week. And then, yeah, like you mentioned, he's got all these like huge names. Um, so, yeah, I should probably be a little bit more scared of the boomers. Um, I thought they were beatable this week. They were. If for a better team, not my team, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I'm a little skeptical. I kind of ranked everyone in our division a little bit low because I just we're 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 all a little underperforming. But hey, I you know I'll take it. I like it. Improves my chances uh, to beat all these people. But I think uh, Andrew has always been a thorn in my side, uh, not only for the uh, the playoffs, but getting to the playoffs. You know, he's uh he, he's eliminated me from a playoff tiebreaker. So uh, I never take Andrew lightly, but somehow managed to draft him into my division once again. So perfect. 
Yeah, Andrew, I mean, Boomers are definitely one of those teams where, you know, they were kind of like a mainstay in the playoffs for a long, long time. And uh, yeah, it, it looks like they're they're gearing up to make a, a pretty good run for it right now. For sure. All right, what what twist do you have for me for the next team? Uh, it's me. What team are you secretly going to pick? Uh, I'm going to pick myself, uh, Dread Metal Puma Skulls. I'm at number nine. I moved up from 10 move so up after an embarrassing performance pretty embarrassing pretty i just embarrassing. don't understand any of the rankings that anybody's doing yeah what, what did you rank me much lower were you are you, uh, are you lower I, I ranked you at number 10 yeah all right cool i'll tell um, i'll tell you who pulled your ranking up and me. it's power because uh, they had you all the way at sixth yeah well, power believes in the future of the Puma Skulls. And I'm as trying to I. figure out why that is, and they love your rest of season schedule. Yeah, is what it looks like. Yeah. Well, me too. Um, but you know, I've got I've I've got some young guys uh, who are starting to come into it. Uh, it I, we won't talk about everyone, but I will highlight uh, Devonta Smith, uh, who you know one of the reasons I trade for both him and Emmanuel Sanders is because they up to the point uh, you know had a lot of air yards that were not uh, realized you know so they were getting these deep targets and just like very close to a lot of points. Uh, my boy even had I don't know if you're watching that game he even had a fourth quarter touchdown that was so beautiful. Uh, but he had barely like stepped out and or got pushed out or something like that, so it got it got taken away. But um, he's my guy. I'm kind of looking forward to. Um, you know, I, I've got I've got all the big names that we could talk about. I'm looking for them to do what you know I drafted them to do and what I paid them to do, salary wise. But uh, Devonta Smith's the one I'm excited about. He's the one to watch. If he blows up, I feel like my chances are are uh, a lot higher. Yeah, so obviously you're feeling a lot better about the Bills after last week. Uh, you know, the only guy on your team that I was uh, wanted to pick your brain about was uh, Jonathan Taylor, who I don't know if they're not making holes for him or what's going on. I I watched him get stuffed three times in a row at the goal line. Um, I don't yeah. know if it was this every, week or it's last like, week. No, it's like a, it's every week now. He gets three attempts at the goal line but can't do it. Yeah. And is that a Jonathan Taylor problem or is it an O-line issue? I think it's a coaching problem because they call in and I love Hines. You know, I love Hines, but it's so transparent. They're like play calling is like they call in Hines and you know exactly what you're going to get. They call in Taylor at the goal line is exactly what they're going to get. They like, they never like pitch the ball or run like a screen or something like, you know, they're, it's just, they're to me, they, they telegraph it. But it doesn't matter because Jonathan Taylor, even if he can't score those goal line touchdowns, uh, you know, he got his touchdown today off a 33 yard run. Like that's his power that he can be that middle of the field power that gets like four to six yards each run. And then, uh, you know, you miss a tackle on him and he's gone. Like, so I'm glad I was very happy to see him back to form. Uh, I'm very on that flip side questioning and we don't need to get into it, but uh, don't, sometimes being a homer sucks and that owning Chris Carson right now is a little bit of pain. That game was a little bit of painful, but, um, you know, so. yeah, the only, uh, rush I saw in that game was Alex Collins just ripping. Yeah. One. Oh yeah. He looked great. He looked great. <laughs> uh, that game was uh, so uh, for me as a, a fan of the Seahawks was, that was a very conflicting game. I, I was all over the place. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully better things are ahead for, uh, me. Uh, I know certainly, that's what's going on for the next person on our rankings uh, at number 10, where you would have ranked me as butthole surfers. My, uh, my 
league mate in woe, division mate in woe, zero and four. Um, are you? I'm guessing you ranked butthole surfers above ten. I just cannot figure out which team you're going to pick out next. Oh it's yeah, just, really? So yeah, I thought you were going to talk about the bunnies, but no, fluffy bunnies are lower on the power rankings. I see. I see the power rankings list. I keep looking at divisions like some kind of dumb dumb. Uh, yeah, the surfers, you know, oh and four. They said in chat that they're uh, they're moving on from this season. That they uh, they're interested in some keepers. I don't know if that's been realized. I don't know if that was uh, you know Sunday Sunday chat as we've seen from uh, another host of this podcast who I will not name. Um, but yeah, you know, Ryan, I think we are, we've kind of touched on all the topics from the season that have impacted his team the most, you know, wide receivers are just as boom bust, you know, no matter how far up the food chain you go, we've seen that with, you know, all four of these guys, you know, have all posted pretty bad days and some, some really good days. And then, uh, yeah, just not having a lot of luck on the waiver wire or with some of his uh, late round picks with uh, Trey Sermon, who I, I don't know if he's bad at football or his coach just hates him or what. And then uh, Chuba, who is the next man up, but, you know, definitely is not CMC. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know if Ryan's going to sell off or if he's going to keep making moves, but he's going to have to uh, kind of strike big at running back, I think, at some point to uh, stabilize uh, those uh, ups and downs of the, the wide receiver group. Um, you know, I would say don't it own four is not time to get up, give up. You know that better than anyone. Uh, I came back from round three. So I, and we got one extra year or a week this season. So, you know, I'm done with that, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It is rough. It's, it's, uh, at this point, you know, if you're Ryan, you were hoping for at least like a one, you know, give me win. you're, you know, one in three is looking so much better. Um, but we'll, we'll see again. We have, we have a lot of time. I have faith in Ryan. Uh, also shout out because, uh, he talked about it either last week on the podcast or the, or the first one you guys did, uh, about the GG. Um, and he was, he was, he was going through like the mentality of it. And when you, and the right timing of it, Ryan, I got to do a shout out, dude. You were like, you've studied very closely and, uh, I, I feel like you're, so close to mastering it so you know just keep trying you really got to feel it out it's it, but it's kind of a shitty thing to do so you got to feel like a, if you don't feel sleazy doing it but you can't care at that moment that's kind of like that balance so that's all i gotta say but i think he's about ready to like pass into jedi mode so watch out for I mean, we, we all initiated the gg last week and it did you not got, work for any of us no no you guys are for the most part horrible you guys do it at totally the wrong time ryan is the only one who has like demonstrated any it was the middle of, of the it was the middle of the 1 a.m slate and i was down by 50 points i still mm-hmm. had like 100 players left to go i threw out that gg didn't help no. me at all Mm-mm. You got to No, it's, it's a whole thing. I also, um, I, I mean, I can't totally give up on his team, like looking at his roster, just because when I look at the trio of Hopkins, Beckham and Adams, the three that, uh, you know, took me to the bow bowl, you know, three years ago, uh, anything is possible. Those three, you know, all I could say is, Hey, uh, Damian Williams, is he on our waiver work? If, if not, uh, you know, Ryan tried to pick him up cause he was big in my, I paired him with those trio. And they're like a good quad, so who knows? That, that that might turn your season around. I think that leaves us with Brett's team at eleven. Does it? I don't know. You might want to pivot and talk about some other team I've never even heard of. 
No, How are the lep- lucky leprechauns doing this season? Oh my goodness. What would have been had Brandon stayed in the league and we had lucky leprechauns? They could be probably at this point like a two-time champ. Who knows? Um, eh, seems unlikely. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we do have fluffy bunnies at number 11. Um, and then, uh, you know, in divisional rankings, uh, number third at one and three. So uh, Brett had a really tough loss Uh a week late with uh, our game, the correction loss. I think that's got to be probably correction loss has to be worse than like kicker loss. You know, like when we used to get pissed about kickers swinging games and that's why we got rid of them. Um, So I definitely feel for Brett's team. Uh, Do you feel like things are totally lost for Brett? Do you feel like there's a comeback in the cards? Uh, He lost CMC, but is there still hope? I mean, he's still got, you know, uh Camara rolling out there who you know every week everyone's like oh yeah Camara he's the dude and then the next week they're like oh yeah you know he's just a normal guy um so you know having that anchor is a lot better than what most other teams have plus unlike in earlier seasons I think it's a lot more likely that CMC is going to come back uh Chark is another unfortunate injury oh, yeah. look like you know he was maybe finally starting to get it together um, you know, his big fab splash, Elijah Mitchell didn't pan out. So, you know, just the same stuff that we said about Ryan's team, just kind of, so, you know, the, maybe the injury, uh, luck of shitty sources and then the, the waiver luck of, uh, the surfers, but yeah, just not quite clicking yet, but you know, we've, we've seen this from Brett, you know, he's going to keep hustling and turning the waiver wire. Um, I, I think he's got the bones here to kind of get it together and, you know, one and three, yeah, it's, it's, it's not a death sentence. No, no, for sure. And I think when you got, you know, good cornerstone players, like he's got uh, Hawk and then Stafford. I almost said a stack just on name based alone. But, um, you know, when you're kind of you got a good cornerstone at those positions, you know, you can it's a little bit easier, you know, with all the flex spots, like doing doing everything. So, do you know, uh, Alvin Kamara was not targeted at all last week. And that's like the first time that's ever happened. They didn't throw a pass to him the entire game. Yeah, he had like uh, career high carries and zero targets. That's pretty wild. What's bizarre. the stat? Derrick Henry has more targets this season than Alvin Kamara. That is insane. That is insane. <laughs> that is like that is something that you when you're reading because every every preseason before the draft you're reading about Derrick Henry. And it's like if you're in any type of PPR, he shits. All he does is run and all this kind of stuff. And it's just like. It's like this is like the the wishful dream of Austin like four weeks ago drafting him and going he's going to catch more passes than Alvin Kamara. <laughs> it's crazy, you know. I I do sometimes wonder. I like uh, Derrick Henry catching passes has been like a revelation. It's it's great for him and the team and everything and for the people who drafted him. But yeah, I do sometimes feel like if you don't catch passes, it's like a death knell in fantasy. And I don't, you know, I think a lot of people, including myself, miss out on guys like that. Um, just because like, oh, yeah, you know, if they fall behind or whatever. And where are we? Derrick Henry is catching passes and he's the number one running back and probably will be at the end of the season. Yeah, he's he's like, you know, we say bell cow because we mean they're going to get, you know, all these snaps and all these rushes. But like, so Henry, Henry is more than a bell cow because he's somebody who it's like no matter what state the team is in, like their best chances are with him on the field and that's i think the number one thing i hate about like new coaching in general 
is oh we're in third down so i'm gonna take like i don't understand why i don't leave chris carson out there he can catch a fucking pass like, like dude leave your best dudes out there that's that a mystery be, yeah i should be an nfl coach i think i could do better uh but that uh is our power rankings no one could do it better than that so uh sir certainly if i'm you... gonna i'm gonna throw in my bid for next week and say that yeah. we should never do the power rankings like that ever again well you know it was first time for everything we were trying it out you know um why don't we let the mailbag if, if people feel strongly about it they can let the mailbag know that sounds great shameless plug all right um so we do have a matchup of the week but justin what what's this this week's a little bit of a weird one. We're in indiv- interdivisional play, no real standout matchups. So I don't know. How are you feeling about this one? Yeah, you know, we try to pick like uh, historically fun matchups or two teams, you know, that are like close in power or duking it out in the division or something. Uh, just didn't really look like we had a lot of that. So we went with two teams that are both uh, kind of figuring it out um, in TGIF and Fluffy Bunnies. Uh, TGIF kind of seems like they're surging right now. Uh, the bunnies uh, have kind of seemed like they're just skidding out the exact opposite, but you know, any week can be a bounce back week. So yeah, that's our matchup of the week. Um, ESPN has, uh, TGIF favored right now by, uh, by a little bit. Um, you know, I, I don't know when people are going to set their lineups. Um, and my projection system has TGIF favored by a lot. So <laughs> Yes. Everything is kind of stacked against the bunnies this week, but um, you know, it could be a good uh, bounce back week for the bunnies. And I think more importantly, you know, at, at one point, one of these games is going to be like the, the last game, you know, that they need to win before the season's over. So, and we're not quite there yet, but you know, getting a, a win here could be uh, pretty huge for the bunnies. Is, well, this is, is why one I... team standing out. Is there reasons for Brett to be optimistic? Yeah, I think so. This is why I'm interested in this game. I think, I think Brett, has you know this chance to go to two and three and if you're at two and three and you only have to wait you know how many more weeks till you know cmc is back um not so bad not so bad so we'll see it could still be in there but um i mean on the on the flip side like you know we talked about how good eric's team is i mean he's at power uh, five on the power rankings you think that's underrated that might be true so you know uh test of his power does he uh Take care of the fluff. Zoom on by. You like those? Well, like based They're on the fantastic. Team. Yeah, perfect. And um, I, you know, I will say, um, you know, bunnies. They do have some really good matchups this week. Yes. Um, and I think Eric's players have a little bit tougher matchups. So seeing, you know, some nice juicy matchups for your running backs that always helps a lot. So that might give them a nice floor. And then if his wide receivers can get it together, um, yeah, I think I think bunnies could pull it together. I mean, Matt Stafford's playing the Seahawks on Thursday night, so he's probably going to score like 40 points. Yeah. Seahawks. Anyway, <laughs> good luck to both. Uh, and we'll see who comes out on top of this one. We'll see how these uh, st- standings start to shake out because uh, they're interdivisional play more than ever now with the three divisions. While we're all playing each other, divisions might not shake out because, you know, say Power Division Super Stoom, you know, you guys go 4 0 uh, playing, you know, the rest of us bozos. You guys might not see any movement in your divisions for a few weeks. And that, that could be true of all of us. So it's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, and that, yeah, I mean, that's brutal if you're in the division, but, you know, could be optimistic for the other teams, you know, you maybe the teams ahead of you that were kicking ass, they're going to start to slip um, as they got to face some of these these tougher teams. 
anything is possible in a fantasy football. I don't know why I said it like Mario, but in a fantasy football. In a fantasy football. All right, dude. Do you have anything uh, to lead the league with? It's a me, giant octopus. I have something to leave the league with. Um, I and I haven't done full accounting yet, um, but I still th- I think I'm missing out on dues from a couple people. So if you've not somehow sent me a hundred dollars, find a way to contact me or send me a hundred dollars or both, preferably. Actually, you should probably tell me that you're trying to send me a hundred dollars. Um, but yeah, I will get more specific and reach out to you later. But um, that just occurred to me. I was like, oh, shit, I have an announcement. I don't think I've gotten paid. Come on, people. Get it Come together. On. Come on. It's week four. Um, oh, one thing for you. Did he, uh, do, what's, what's the news on the challenge front? Any? Uh, did we do a challenge? Oh, we didn't get a challenge going this week. I didn't even check Marco Polo to see if anybody even saw the stuff we were posting last week. I mean, we to be honest, we just didn't really hear a lot of feedback in general. So I don't like, obviously us four were all jacked up about it, but I didn't really hear anything uh, from the rest of the group. So I don't know if that's something people want to do again. All right. Well, you guys heard it. If you don't want to do anything, <laughs> I don't know. Don't say anything. Uh, otherwise, maybe... Uh, Hell, yeah, as far as I can tell, the only, anyway. the only people who checked the Marco Polo were the people who were there when I posted it. Oh, you actually like did post something to Marco Polo? Oh, yeah, man. We're always on Marco Polo doing I challenges. Turned, I turned notifications off on the app so long ago because it is by far one of the most annoying apps I've ever seen. As far as Even for league go. stuff? Wow. Uh, I, maybe I got to finagle it so I can only get league notifications, but it's like, it gives me notifications all the time. It's like, oh, you might know this other person who's online right now. It's like, I don't, why? Don't, I don't care. I don't care. But cool. Um, we'll see how that goes. I'll give you guys an update on the notifications. Uh, anything else before we go? Yeah, I'm checking historical stats, which are like not um, updated, mm-hmm. but. Uh, TJF is nine and four against the bunnies. Ooh. Yeah. So bunnies, man, uh, here's your chance to, you know, kind of strike back. Yeah. Get that. I mean, it's going to take a few years to, to really strike back, but you could get started right now. Um, and your season, you know, could keep on going. Like, I, like I said, I'd, if you're two and three and you're just a couple more weeks from uh, CMC coming out, might not be so bad. Not in this division. Not in uh, Ocean of Tears, um, but yeah, Justin. If that's it, then we can uh, we can close out of here. That's it. That's it. All right. Uh, so signing off for the commish. This is Austin, and uh, we'll see you next week. Um, you know, if there's if if you guys are going to do challenges, yeah, I'll try. I'll, we'll get this try to post it tonight. So um, you know, waivers tomorrow. We'll see all that shenanigans, and then uh, let let's see it. If you guys want it. You gotta, you gotta bring it into being. You gotta be the, be the challenge that you want to see in the world. Am I right? Oh yeah. All right, let's do it. So uh, we'll see you next week on the podcast. Back, non-live, and uh, I don't have a rhyme for it, but so long. <laughs> I'm gonna say bye. Bye. There you go.